0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. You could say the start of a new era of Earth Station One, number 501 if you're counting still and the man who's sitting right next to me, I'm looking right in his eyes and you know what? It's his turn to say his famous phrase. Say it,
2: Mr. Mike. Howdy. See?
1: Wow. People, people there
2: we thought, go. You know, with uh, 500 episodes behind us, we'd, you know, uh, we'd go ahead and change. We'd, we'd make some ser- serious changes to our show and the fact is, it's just as uh, mundane as all, ever. Um, <laughs>
1: exactly. When, when
2: you when you introduced it, saying that this is just another episode, Mike, this is just another episode of the Air Station One podcast.
1: We just, just trudge along, as we like <laughs> to say.
2: No, uh, it you know, five hundred one. That just sounds it just sounds amazing to actually think that we are recording episode five hundred one right now.
1: Oh, it's pretty amazing if you think about it. It's still 500. It just It boggles my mind that we did that last week, and we just had a blast doing it. We had a great bunch of people joining us in person, and big thank you to Jamie and her crew at the comic shop.
2: Yes, thank you so much to the folks at Infinite Realities, uh, comics, games, and more in Tucker, Georgia. Uh, no lie, it was voted the best comic shop in uh, uh, in Georgia, actually in Atlanta, by the uh, um, uh, creative loafing uh, crowd. So um, and it's look they just celebrated their one year anniversary. Uh, they're having a blast. They're doing everything right. Uh, Jamie, Chris, Brandon, great people who run that shop. I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. They they were such a, uh, you know it's 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 odd, Mike. I mean after a few days after we recorded there, they had a wedding there. Uh, so, so they are, they're just, they're just a host to all sorts of events.
1: I saw the thing and it was like flowers at a wet, at a comic shop. It's like, Whoa? and then I saw it was a wedding. Yeah, these
2: nice little, they these nice little fancy lights on the ceiling. I'm like, wow, we should have brought fancy lights. That would have been like a nice ambiance and everything. But, uh, no, thank you to everybody in the store. Thank you everybody for, for coming out to the store. Uh, you know, we had some people come from other States. to, to, for the podcast, which was great. And, uh, and everybody who joined in the the podcast and the simulcast that we did on Facebook, um, it was our first attempt at doing a Facebook live event. So we understand that there's things that we have to learn about that. Um, But uh, I think that it was it was a fun Uh, It was fun to interact with the people who were checking us out and watching us live. Uh, We want to do more things like that. We are very interested in doing more live events and bringing some more um, stuff to you via live and that you can interact with us with. So Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you uh, were part of that, uh, if you saw us uh, and uh, you have any comments about what worked and what didn't work, uh, let us know because we were, we weren't, we didn't see what you saw because we were on the other side of the camera recording it. Um, and, uh, I'm definitely curious to hear from more people that kind of checked in to Facebook to, to see us, even if it was for a little bit, if it was, if it was out of focus, if it was choppy, if the audio was, uh, was good for everybody, just things of that nature, technical things. And, uh, Um, and you know, whether or not you'd like to see us do more of that, because we are, we are up for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the comments I had gotten from somebody afterwards was like, they should have had the camera closer to you and I, since we were the main talkers.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I did hear that as well. And, you know, I mean, we want to try to get everybody in the, uh, in the room, uh, sort of, and show off the, the wonderful store. So, Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, we're learning folks.
1: uh, We're learning, (laughs) you know,
2: I I think, you know, who would have thought that people would want to see us? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just, that's crazy, Mike. I mean, we've been doing like five, uh, 499 episodes and nobody wanted to see us. Exactly. (laughs) Hell, we've been to
1: conventions and nobody wanted to see us.
2: Exactly. So, so that wasn't something that was on our radar that somebody would want to actually see. No, 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 no,
1: No, not at all. But that was part of the fun though, is, you know, having Judy read the comments and everything. And it was just a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy getting out in front of people and I enjoy doing live shows because you never know what people are going to say so it's
2: but even on a smaller scale we might be able to do it where mike and i uh pick a location uh whether it be inside the uh ESO headquarters or elsewhere and he and i just get on facebook and uh record uh, an episode or a segment, and uh, get you guys involved with that so uh, we're up for we're up for doing a lot of different things next year 2020 is going to see some 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 changes here on on the station uh, and uh we're willing to try new things so we may be we may be old. Uh, and, and setting our ways, and but we're we're trying, we're trying to get out there and try new things.
1: Exactly, and you know what, you can teach old dogs new tricks, as they like to
2: say. <laughs> you know, we might be going through our midnight crisis, so we're going to paint the station red, like a Mustang red, and uh, and and make it a convertible. Well, Mike, right? uh, Mike,
1: I actually was going to tell you, I decided to trade the station in for a basically a mini, you know. I thought it'd be kind of cool for us to, (laughs) yeah, exactly. A mini coupe, you know, with ESO on the top of it.
2: There you go. There you go. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll save on gas.
1: Oh God. Yes. Well, look who you're talking about. You know, I don't know (laughs) about that.
2: So, but uh, we had a blast uh, and I hope you guys liked 499 where it was just Mike and I, that was a fun thing for us to try to do as well. Uh, so four four ninety nine five hundred. We had a, a great time trying new things, reaching out to you guys, making you part of it, um, and we are excited about the future. And you know, like I said, even though uh, you know it may not seem like in this episode we're changing things up, because you know some things are going to stay. I don't want to say the same, but we're we're going to still do things like this, where we do our holiday guide, our holiday geek, geek gift guide, because that's one of our favorite things to do. In the year.
1: Oh, very much so. And it, it's always fun because you get such a mixture of people joining us and, you know, you never know what people are going to talk about. You know, if it was, you know, what was trending right now, we'd all be just talking about different baby Yoda stuff. So,
2: so uh, sit back and uh, while you're listening to us, talk about uh, these various uh gift ideas. Uh, if you have a browser handy, if you have the show notes handy, you can click on the links and follow along. Um, because trust me, if you have an Amazon wish list, uh, you're probably going to want to uh, save a couple of these ideas because heck, I mean, you know, I know that I, I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: Oh, very much so. <laughs> and you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to do this. And don't forget, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Write us at EarthStation 1 at ESO Network.com. Please, please, please. We definitely would love to hear from you. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment with the Holiday Gift Guide.
3: Grandma got run over by reindeer. Walking home from our house
0: Christmas Hey everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment, and it's that time again. It's the holidays. Always a time for reunions. Lots of reunions with your family and your friends. Always all good ones, I hope. Um, There's a lot of reunions going on in the music world, too. Motley Crue has torn up their famous no-more-touring contract. Whatever, guys. They are going out with Def Leppard and Poison next year. My Chemical Romance is playing L.A. next month, and the Monkeys are hitting the road for three weeks in April, it's called An Evening with the Monkeys and Mickey and Mike will be playing songs from the entire monkeys catalog. They're also releasing a live album that they recorded last March, and if you buy tickets to the um, upcoming tour, you automatically get the live album, either as a download or a CD. Also, Bikini Kill is going out next March through May, and the lead singer, her name's Kathleen Hanna, she says she hopes that for some people, it's the gateway drug to feminism. Yes and not going on the road. Coldplay, they're not going to support um, their album Everyday Life. Chris Martin says this is until they can offer carbon-neutral concerts. He says, we're taking a year or two to work out how our tour can not only be sustainable, but how it can be actively beneficial. The hardest thing is the flying side of things. But for example, our dream is to have a show with no single-use plastic and to have it largely solar-powered. That is a really tall order. Um, but I, I hope they find a way to make it work, and it's a blueprint for other um, bands and artists to adopt it, because obviously the world needs it. Um, but it does look like we won't be seeing Coldplay on the road anytime real soon. And lastly, Grateful Dead are the subject of an upcoming graphic novel that's about the early years. It's called Grateful Dead Origins. It's written by Chris Miskowitz and illustrated by Noah Van Skyver. I hope I pronounced both those right. Um, It's coming out early next year on Z2 Comics. The standard edition will have a download of early Grateful Dead music. And the limited edition hardcover will have um, the creator's autographs. it will have unreleased prints and uh, early dead music on vinyl. So an awesome package for Grateful Dead comic fans. And before I go, I just want to put out a quick shout out and a thank you to the Flopcast for... um, for mentioning me in their most recent episode um, and the blog uh, with respect to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, like you, I know we're looking forward to see what the ballot holds this year. Uh, Again, the blog is psychoticrocktalkshow.wordpress.com and we'll catch you next time. Armed with a queer woman's perspective, the Terminus Doctor Who podcast brings you passionate geekery for the world of Doctor Who. Covering both the new and classic series. Come check out the Terminus Doctor Who podcast at terminus.lipson.com or come look for us on iTunes or your other favorite podcatchers as part of the ESO network. The Terminus Doctor Who podcast. Queer, opinionated, whovian, female.
3: That's for me and Grandpa, we believe.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now it is time to talk all about our holiday gift guide. That's right, folks. The holidays are here, and we've got a great crew joining us tonight to talk all about what geek gifts we can give to our favorite geeks, nerds, podcasters yeah
2: that's too, that it too so yeah you can yeah,
1: just is, do that this, just, all this is,
4: together
2: yes this is this is a uh if you go to uh amazon and put in earth station one uh, as a uh wish list this you'll find all these items
1: oh very much so
2: we will say no to uh, none of these so uh <laughs> but oh, yes when you
1: hear what i'm talking about maybe <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. uh now i'm frightened um, but I'm very pleased that, uh, so many of you guys made it, uh, through the holiday for the first part of the holidays, that is Thanksgiving. So, uh, the survivors include Ashley Pauls, who's back with us.
5: Hello. Thank you for having me back.
2: Wait. Should We say aloha. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
5: I've yes, got I was the, uh,
2: so jealous.
5: Yeah. I've got the post Hawaii blues tonight a little bit, but wow. podcasting always cheers me up.
2: Because I'm not, yes, I'm sure wherever you are, it's cold, much colder there
5: yes kansas is not quite as picturesque as hawaii we'll just say that
2: (laughs) 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 damn there goes my plans for honeymoon in i
1: don't think anyone's ever
2: said that mike (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we also have mary ogle with us
4: hi everybody it's great Howdy. to be
2: here been a while since we've had you on the main show
4: it has been but this is always one of my favorite shows i love the gift guide and and we
2: love having you join us as well as our next guest he may not officially be part of the network but he's still always going to be a friend of the station and that is richard Ewell.
3: hey guys thanks for having me on for the third year in a row
2: absolutely wow you see you're counting i know i'm excited i love this episode
1: <laughs> hey richard remember you're turning in your eso key tonight oh, so
2: yeah. afterwards <laughs> yeah we, uh unfortunately he snuck in so we had to put him on the show this time but he's locked out for the rest so the third and final appearance on the Never holiday is. gift guide
1: i guess jd is a little bit hungover from episode 500 still <laughs>
2: All right. So, um, well, I'm going to start the round with just a a blanket statement, because as I was thinking about this, I think I've mentioned this before, but I just wanted to, you know, we always have new, I think we get new listeners every once in a while. So if anybody's listening to this that hasn't caught one of our holiday gift guides, at least the the way I approach it, um, you know, I always encourage people to shop small, to, to support indie artists, writers, we know tons of them tons of friends of the station that we've had on the show promoting their own works, their Kickstarter campaign and their comics, their books, their other projects. There's just too many of those for me to mention. So uh, I'm just going to go with like items that you can really like just go out and purchase. Um, But I always recommend supporting those folks. Um, And you guys might have some of those items on your list. And if you do very cool, but the way I approach it, I just, I just can't choose because I know if I mention one or two people, then there's going to be a few other people that are, I just feel bad that I didn't help promote. So, but if you want, are interested in getting something custom uh, artistic, well, one of a kind item, that kind of thing, and you need some assistance, you can always message me and I'd be glad to help uh, on a one-on-one basis. So, uh, cause we know plenty of folks that are doing that kind of thing. So including maybe even some of the people on this show. So I do think uh, of one or two exactly. So uh, Ashley, let's start with you. Uh, what is the first item that you would recommend geeks get uh, this holiday season?
5: Yes. um, My first pick is a book. It's a science fiction novel called Recursion by Blake Crouch. It uh, came out this year, and he's the author of one of my all-time favorite books, which is Dark Matter, so I would highly recommend that as well. But I'll read the blurb from Amazon about uh, Recursion real quick. Um, After New York City detective Barry Sutton sees a woman jump off a ledge because she's a victim of FMS, false memory syndrome, he decides to track down her story, of suddenly remembering a whole life she apparently lived instead of her real one. The strangest aspect of FMS is that friends and family of the afflicted also remember portions of these false lives. Motivated by a tragedy in his own past, he wishes he could change. Sutton is determined to find out whether FMS is truly false or the gateway to a new, better life. I thought this book was really intriguing, just the whole concept of alternate realities and how our choices impact our futures and what you would do if you could go back in time. change certain events in your life would you choose to do that how might that impact your future and others around you um Blake Crouch is a really great author he's good at doing kind of twisty mind-bending stuff that really makes you think there's a lot of good discussion potential around this book if you're a member of a book club I would highly recommend it for that um but I think this novel as well as the previous novel Dark Matter would make a great companion gift for the holidays
2: very awesome. Very awesome. It is something that I have not heard of. Is it is it new?
5: Yes, yeah. Recursion came out just this year, I think, in hardcover. And I checked it out from the library and would highly recommend it.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Uh anybody else ever heard
5: of this?
1: No. It's new to me.
5: No, but it sounds we, we Yeah, it sounds reading. great, Ashley. It's so we, fascinating.
2: We, don't, we we don't read.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hence why we've uh put the book club on hold right <laughs> i know right
4: only, yeah it's only eso fan fiction for us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh on. we didn't need to go there no uh,
2: oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. ouch ouch well very cool that sounds uh that sounds nice and, and, it, and it, is it available like in hardcover, softcover? soft cover what's uh
5: yes i believe it's just in hardcover right cool. now but um let me bring it up on Amazon here. I don't think it's available for uh, $13.99 and hardcover on Amazon. So very affordable for a nice yeah, little Yeah,
2: that's stuffer. really affordable for a hardcover book. So yeah, not, I mean, if you got a large stocking, that'll work. But, uh, yes. <laughs> All right, Mary.
4: Okay. My uh, pick is the... A uh, Wacom Bamboo Slate Smart Pad digital notebook.
1: Oh, awesome! I've Ooh. seen these. These are awesome.
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as as uh, I am someone who is known to scribble on paper quite a bit, <laughs> and I hate scanning things, and I just I love the idea of being able to jot down my doodles and then easily turn them into digital files, and that's exactly what this is. It's a a tablet you can use. You can use real paper with it, which I really like because I just love the feel of real paper. And there's a special pen. And, uh, you know, I work digitally so much that it's nice to have an excuse to sketch by hand without having to worry about any extra work to turn my creations into digital files. So if you have a writer or an artist in your life or anyone who likes to take notes by hand, just likes to doodle and save their stuff. I, th- I think this would be a great gift.
1: Wow. Absolutely. This is already on. My, this is now officially on my wish <laughs> list.
2: And uh, <laughs> I, I could speak to, cool. uh, I had for the longest time, a um, a stylus from bamboo uh, that I used. And it got, I got so accustomed to it. I didn't even, uh, I, I didn't use a mouse for a long years uh, because I just felt so comfortable With uh, that sort of uh, that sort of using that for uh, moving around, and it just felt better on my wrist.
1: Yeah,
4: just it feels. Yeah, that's. I really like that you can take a break from from all all the keyboarding, all the mousing, because it does really start to affect me also. And plus, there's just something freeing about being able to draw again.
1: I can actually even possibly send this to my boss at work because you know being a user experience designer i could do instead of doing it up on a whiteboard i could sketch it out and it could go up on a computer monitor or something like that
4: yeah yeah it would be great for something like that so
2: this is awesome and the uh, and the price is really good too
4: yeah, yeah it's not it's not bad at all it's what is it? One forty six now. One one forty six sixty seven because you know not sixty eight. <laughs>
2: six, well, we don't mention sixty nine on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Mike. Now we just got an adult tag. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but you know, one hundred and fifty bucks—not bad at all for something. I think you could get a lot of use and fun out of.
3: Very good. Very good. All right, Richard. Well, my first item is going to be my biggest item in in money-wise and in size. But there is a company called uh, Arcade One-Up. If you've been to Walmart, you've seen a lot of their products. But they do um, as life-size a car arcade cabinet um, as they can to make it affordable. So it's um, it's probably better suited for... Um, like kids but they do make risers to make it um taller for adults uh but what i uh, think is uh great is they released the teenage mutant ninja turtle arcade game and um it's actually got two games on it it's got the ar- the original arcade game from the early 90s and it's got the turtles in time from probably mid mid 90s um and turtles in time is a really really good uh Beat 'em up brawler, and both of them are. But the first one I played a little bit at the Walmart here in town, and uh the first one I could feel the age a little bit. But the the Turtles in Time it, it does really good. Like it's really smooth, and the action is really good. And that one you get different scenes and time out of space. Like uh you get to fight on pirate ships and all sorts of different uh, areas. Uh, it's a little on the expensive side but if you're looking for to get a big gift for somebody it would uh, be a good one to uh, to have special for especially for turtle fans
1: oh yeah especially it. now you know they're having an anniversary this year yeah. yep and, and so this is perfect they're now. on
3: the toys that made us uh, show now um and uh, yeah, the, the, it's beautiful too. Just to, I mean, just if you're going to put it in a nerd room, uh, the the side cabinet is gorgeous. The the graphics and uh, art on the cabinet itself is really cool. So um, I think it'd make a good addition, uh, especially if you're building a game room. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah.
2: Well, now we we've got the big stuff coming out <laughs> uh, apparently in this round. I mean, I think it, I think
3: with the riser, it's like. Four hundred bucks, but um you know it's not terrible. I mean, it's, no. I mean, you're getting two arcade games, and it's all four it's it's a four player, which usually on these uh, arcade one ups, it's only two. But it's a four player game, so you can be all the turtles, and you don't need quarters. No, <laughs> that's
2: that's a that's that would be a deal breaker for me if you need quarters. But,
3: <laughs> well, um, maybe they, you charge your friends, right? <laughs> it could well, it could act like a you know a bank so.
2: um
1: well, some of us need a retirement fund. come on
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. well that 's very cool this is this is cool, I like this uh style because it reminds me of uh you know being around the tree and and, and everybody you know opens their presents one what on did time. you get what did you get yeah, yeah, so Mike, what did you get <laughs> ah,
1: um lately, Judy and I have been playing a lot of board games. And there's this one game that we've discovered, and we've been playing with a few different friends and everything. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Ticket to Ride.
2: Oh, yeah. I've and
1: it. and it is an amazing board game that you play with at least, you know, two to three, four, maybe even five people. And it's just awesome. And you're basically, I hate to say it, put it this way, but you're... Laying a train line out and you have, you know, cards and you have to, you have to create a train line from point A to point B. Uh, Ticket to Ride, the original one, which I'm talking about tonight, is the, the whole continental United States which is pretty cool. And the cities you have to get from city point one to point B and you try to block some of the other players as you're putting your line through and they have to find an alternate route to get through. And it's a lot of fun how you play and it's competitive. It makes you think it's a lot of strategy and, you know, and now they have like four different versions of it out. Actually, um, last I saw, they had a Europe version. They had a UK version. They also have, uh, ships and, uh, trains. And then they also have a New York city where you have all the mass transit. So it's pretty cool. And it's a lot of fun. And the original game, I think, is about $49. But you can find it on sale for as low as 29 during the holidays. So it's no, definitely yeah. worth it. And it's an all-ages game. You know, you could play anywhere from, like, 10 years old up. And it's just a ton of fun.
3: Some of my, some of my family was playing this over the weekend, actually. I didn't play it, but I was watching them. It looked cool.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was my first choice
3: that's a great choice. And uh, yeah,
2: I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, there's no quarters. Uh, so exactly. That's, that's a, the that's a key for, uh, games, uh, for me anyway, cause I'm cheap. So, uh, but, uh, I, no, I like the fact that it's, it promotes, especially with families, it promotes like game night and, you know, instead of everybody looking at their phones or their tablets.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know some people have to look up where's Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, and then, and, you know, for young folks, it's like, oh, what's a train? Exactly. What? A train? What's a locomotive? Exactly. But it's, it's got that it, kind of steampunkish look to it, you know?
1: It does. It definitely does. And it's just a lot of fun and it's great. And it's nice, like you said, Mike, that you're not sitting in front of a video game or doing, you know, in front of a TV or your phone, you actually are sitting around a table with a board in front of you and, you know, playing a game together.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. It inspires that. Um, my first uh, pick uh, does not inspire that at all. Um, uh, okay. It is very selfish, but I think I've gotten into the habit now. It just feels like I always start off with something Star Wars related. So I, I had to like, you know, I dug through around. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff coming up now. I mean, it is crazy how much Star Wars stuff is out there. And
1: just wait till the baby Yoda <laughs> stuff. <gets done>. Well, <laughs> I was
2: going to say, like, I'm surprised all of us aren't just saying baby Yoda show over. done Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they can't make those fast enough. It, that's going to be like the. Tickle me Elmo of this this year, right? Tickle it's gonna Yoda. be crazy. People are just gonna be yeah, yeah tickle, tickle <laughs> me <Yeah>. Elmo. <laughs> I laugh. So, does it come with a, a frog that it swallows?
1: <laughs> that
0: would be awesome. Um,
2: uh. Uh, but uh, no, I decided, and yeah, so I went through all a bunch of stuff. Boy, some stuff I did not know that Disney licensed out too, so that was eye-opening. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I went with Adidas. Uh, they um, have a whole line of Adidas uh, shoes, Star Wars-themed shoes, that I thought were just very, very cool-looking, uh, very stylish. Uh, of course, I don't know much about style. I'm really nerdy, so uh, I... You know, I can remember back in the day that if I'd worn these, I would have gotten a lot of crap for it. Uh, Now, probably not so much. Uh, Now people be like, hey, I like those sneakers. But um, I couldn't really decide on uh, which ones because there's so many types. I do. I'm partial to the R2D2 ones. Uh, And they they have kid sizes, of course, as well as uh, adult sizes, women and men, of course. Um, the Obi-Wan show, shoes didn't really look like anything to me. So I don't know if I was missing something there, uh, but maybe that's just, a, that's a, that's a Jedi mind trick, right? It's like, these aren't the, you're these aren't the for. shoes you're looking for. Exactly. Um, but I, I do like the, uh, like I said, I like the, um, uh, the BB-8 shoes were kind of cool looking, but the R2 shoes were the ones that I think uh, got me. course, said there's Sith, uh there's uh, Alliance yeah. shoes, uh, there's some really funky, like purple ones that are, I guess, Mace Windu inspired. I'm not sure with his lightsaber and all that. Uh, but I thought these were really cool. And yeah, they're they're probably a little bit more priced, of course, because of uh, because of the Star Wars license. But uh, and they're sneakers. I mean, sneakers are are ungodly expensive now, anyway. So, but uh, I don't know. You guys are looking at the at the at the website I think. So is there any that uh, point out to you or do you think they all look hideous?
3: The R2 ones are Yeah. Awesome.
1: I like the black ones. Those are kinda of cool. The
2: the uh, the black and red ones like the sort of yeah. Sith the, the looking Sithy ones.
1: looking ones. Yeah. Those could be cool. But yeah, no they're neat. Um you know there's I don't some know like the... there's
2: some kind of stormtrooper ish ones uh and uh that I thought were kind of interesting too yeah, these
1: four the four four D shoe Star Wars for three hundred dollars is yeah, a little bit rice rich for me.
2: Yeah, that's those are yeah those. If are I'm great. gonna
1: spend that money, I'm buying that turtles game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, although I'm not sure, I was wondering even if Ashley already had a pair.
5: I do not, but I will take pretty much anything Star Wars. So if anybody has extra <laughs> money lying around would love to send me a pair, I will wear them.
2: <laughs> so that is my first pick. So I got my Star Wars stuff out of the way. Um, all right. We'll go back to you, Ashley. All
5: right. Well, I'm going to kind of continue Mike's trend of talking about board games and... The next item on my list that I would like to pick is a board game called Smash Up. It's not a new game, but they're always coming out with expansions and variety packs for it. So that's a good way to keep it fresh. The best way to describe this game, I would say, is that it's a competitive card game where you get to build your own deck. The box comes with a variety of factions. Like, for example, there's ninjas, pirates, steampunk, ghosts, um, just a whole variety of ones, and you pick two different factions, and then you shuffle them all together. Like, let's say you were going to be the pirate zombies, and then you would play with other players who have mixed up and matched up their own decks and compete to see who gets the most points. And it's really fun. There are all kinds of great little geeky themes. The game is fresh every time you play it because you build your own card deck to compete with each time. There's a whole bunch of... expansion packs as i mentioned before there's one that's kind of playing off a game of thrones star wars star trek um there are dragons kittens penguins uh sharks and tornadoes those are real ones that's kind of fun. you can make a shark NATO faction but um it's a really fun game it's um, one that my husband and i like to play together a lot it's um, a little more complicated than some basic board games like monopoly or sorry i would say but it's not super complicated so it's about kind of like at ticket to ride level i would say but it's a great fun game multiple players and my favorite part is basically just kind of building your own deck and seeing what you can come up with.
2: That sounds awesome. Great. Yeah. I I know nothing about card games. Uh I mean I, I mean a, a lot of people of course younger than me are, you know, uh Magic the Gathering and Pokémon were big huge a part of growing up. And that just not was not something that I was uh like um keen on. I mean, we just had like you know fish <laughs> right exactly um so I'm always intrigued but I've actually never sat down and played like a cards game like that now th- was that like is that an all-ages thing as well
5: um I would say it's probably for like teen and up I would say just there's a lot of card text on the cards to read it's not complicated to play once you figure it out but you do have to read the card text and but i would say like teenagers and fun for the family um it's a it's a cool board game and my husband and i get a lot of enjoyment out of playing
3: with it
2: cool very cool yeah you guys are like um you know talking about promoting you know people playing and working together i'm my stuff is all like selfish like <laughs> you just do like you just enjoy while you're alone so he's all so <laughs> low. Know, right mary what you got what's uh what's under the tree for you all
4: right well next up i have hollywood her story an illustrated history of women and the movies
1: oh awesome Ooh, it is, that it sounds is very a cool.
4: gorgeous book and uh and it's it's quite reasonable the hardcover is only about 24 dollars no, That's bad. But the best thing about it is you get to know the women behind the camera, not, not just the actresses we're already familiar with. And it, it starts in 1896 with the story of the first female wow. director and continues through the present day. And, uh, you know, women played a huge role in the development of the film industry and continue to do so today. But you hear very little about about their history. And this book tells the stories of women directors, composers, animators, editors, screenwriters, on and on. And it's beautifully laid out with tons of great photos and illustrations. Uh, I think it's a great gift for anyone interested in celebrating women's stories or filmmaking or interested in history. Uh, it, it's a gorgeous book. I, I'd highly recommend it.
2: That it is very classic. That is very cool. I, uh, of course, you know, I'm uh, addicted to uh, Turner Classic movies. And and uh, one thing I noticed that they've been uh, making more, a lot more of an effort for is to spotlight uh, different uh, uh, diversity when it comes to and spotlighting that throughout the history of film. Um, the other day I saw, uh, I was actually watching one of the more um i think there uh, as far as the, the initial film wave of film noir that started in the 40s and <laughs> 50s there was really only one of them that was directed by a woman and it was ida lapino and it didn't have any women in it it was just like because it wasn't like you know women didn't just tell like women's mm-hmm. stories uh they're they're capable of telling stories just like any dude is and uh and and this is really cool. This, uh, puts together a lot of names that, uh, some of which I'm familiar with and some of which I'm not. So that's really, yeah, i cool.
4: just, I really liked it because it highlighted the, the backstory, the people behind the camera. And that's just not something you hear about very often.
2: Absolutely. And I, and I love, uh, the, the sort of the golden age of Hollywood, uh, seeing the pictures, the glamorous shots and all that kind of stuff. There just, there seems like there's some sort of magic to that, that, uh, is not existent in this time period. More it's more of a fantasy thing, but still it's really it's really cool.
4: Yeah, well we're not as removed from it as we were. I mean it's it's yeah. you know people know a lot more about the process and how things are made and so it's lost a little of that sort of magic element.
2: Right. Well and we've turned into like you know these these produced studio factory glamour queens and and kings to you know, people taking selfies, <laughs> you know, like it just like <laughs> so. So I mean, there's just sort of something uh, really cool about that. So very cool. I did not even yeah. And I'm always cool to uh, to learn about new books like this. So very very nice, cool. All right, Richard. Well,
3: I will stay on that book kick and um, mention miserbros.com. If that sounds familiar, um, then you know Rankin Bass, um, Rick Gold, Rick Goldsmith oh, yeah. is the, uh, historian for Rankin Bass. And so he, he's done all these awesome books, uh, about the history of whatever the subject is. Um, his new one specifically is Frosty the Snowman. Uh, it's a 50th anniversary scrapbook. So, there's lots of tidbits. I mean, these are big books. I mean they're they're really nice. Um I mean they they are a little bit more expensive than, than your average book, but I mean these are kind of oversized and just a lot of pictures and a lot of uh just a lot of history inside the book. Um and you know they're mostly done independently, so um and they're hardback and um yeah, so the reason I didn't pick just one is because I mean he has a, a book on the Mad Mad Monster Party or the Mad Monster Party, um Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and the Daydreamer. So just different books and bundles and autographed and and just a, a big mix of things. Uh, there's some other stuff in the shop, but the books are um what I focused on. And uh, he's a really cool guy. I got to have him on Nerdy Laser a few episodes ago and uh, just highly recommend uh, supporting the Rankin Bass in general and not let it go away.
1: That was a good episode actually. Oh, I enjoyed oh, the interview. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Jonathan Williams, another friend of the station, uh, set that up and uh, he was at Dragon Con this year and apparently did very well. <laughs> I mean, had, had a long line and, and lots of uh, people and, and had a really good time so maybe they'll invite him back but can be tough so uh but yeah he might be back at dragon con this year yeah i'm uh pretty familiar with
2: rick um although i've never talked to him in person which i i missed a chance to do that at dragon con which i'm kicking myself so i don't i hope he does come back but uh first of all uh this dude knows his stuff i mean he eats sleeps and drinks breathes Rankin and bass yeah. right so so these books, I mean, he knows more about what happened than even like Rankin baz dude. <laughs> like, like he just like they're just so knowledgeable. And every time I've seen uh, an interview with him, he's laying down some little tidbit of something that's just mind blowing about how because we all know these specials. We all know Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. We all know these specials, but I don't think a lot of people know like uh where like what went into making these. Um, and, uh, I think the other thing, is, like you said, uh, Richard, these books are kind of, you look at them and are like, Ooh, they're kind of pricey, but a, you're right. They are, uh, independently produced and B they're pretty limited. Like if you get them right when they first come out, good for you. Because if you wait a couple of years, you'll be paying like huge Yeah. There's price. some on eBay that are just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. The demand for these books especially the earlier editions is is insane uh because they're just they're yeah yeah. they could have he could mass produce them i guess but you know i mean where's the fun (laughs) yeah
3: i mean there's yeah i mean um (laughs) he he rick's a fascinating guy and you're you're exactly right um he he does he breathe and sleep this stuff man he He just knows so much (laughs) and he's, he's so passionate about it and uh, it's, uh, he's passionate about keeping it alive. You know, I mean, a lot of this stuff you know, I feel is kind of slowly going away, even though it's every year. I mean, it's less and less um, interest in it. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, 50 years for us, he's been around. I mean, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And, you know, to get a holiday yeah, book yeah. around the holidays, that's always cool. That's always cool. Mike, what you got? What's next off you? Oh,
1: well, you know how I was mentioning earlier solo, wouldn't it be kind of cool every morning to wake up to your very own Millennium Falcon waffle maker? <laughs> You know, you could have, you know, chewy at your side and, you know, chewing on a good waffle at the same time.
4: <laughs>
1: so I think it would be pretty awesome. And it's really detailed too. It's really awesome. You know, I saw this and I was just like, oh, you know, I think I might need to get this one. And I thought it would be great for the Star Wars geek in your life. Ashley, happy Christmas.
5: Yes, <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone <laughs> wants to send me one of these, I will gladly take it.
1: <laughs> and it. It's not that expensive. No. it's only thirty nine ninety five.
5: That's great.
1: And you know, it's That's very cool. detailed and waffle. The uh-huh. it measures seven and a half inches uh, by nine and a half inches.
5: Nice,
2: pretty decent size waffle. That's a pretty good size waffle. I'd feel like, uh, the, uh, that, that worm, big worm that came out of the asteroid, uh, taking a bite out of the uh, Millennium Falcon, you know? (laughs) uh, That just
1: makes your breakfast even more exciting.
2: And then after I'm eating it, I'm like, what are they doing down there? Stop (laughs) it. They're shooting Minox. Uh, no. And it's really cool. That is really nice. I, I missed this, uh, when I was looking at my Star Wars stuff. Um, and uh yeah, there's other patterns as well. Death star, of course. Uh, oh, of course,
1: there's Death Star. There's frozen and carbonite Han Solo, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> of you course, know. Darth Vader, Stormtrooper. So if you're if you're leaning more towards the dark side, there's there's pancakes it's for there. you or waffles for you. So It's not so bad. Not yeah. What kind of yeah. What kind of syrup do you put on the, the Millennium <sighs> Falcon? Something I know, that makes the, it the, run the Kessler run. The, 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 it's it's going to be spicy, right? Yeah. No, say that, that I had to reach I, for. Sorry about that. So I know. I was like, where was he going with this one? Where was he yeah, going? The, all right. So I better just go to my next one. Very cool. Yes. Um, all right. So my next one is a book as well. And it's one of the best books that uh, – one of the best comics – that I read this year uh, and it is called a comic book. Uh, it is a, uh, sorry, it's not called a comic book. It is a comic book. It is called the uh, story of professional wrestling, a hardcore high-flying no holds barred story of the one true sport. And it is uh, written by Aubrey Stitterson and with art by a good friend of the station. Good friend of mine, uh, Chris Moreno. Uh, when this project was uh, first uh, announced, I was kind of I was happy for Chris, um, and uh, I was I didn't know he was into wrestling at the time, um, and I thought, well, this is going to be cool. I mean, wrestling's kind of hot right now, so they're coming out with this sort of, you know, uh, story history of professional wrestling. But there's no way you would be able to um, sort of account for the con the complex and different all these sort of different um, ways that professional wrestling has has. Developed over the past, I don't know, hundred years or so, it feels like. Um, but this comic, this graphic novel, is amazing. Every page is 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 just blows my mind with the information that's there, as well as the layout of it and how easy it is to to access um and and sort of interpret there's there's some great stories in here um of course there's great spotlights on some of the icons that you know a lot of stuff i didn't know and i don't claim to be an expert but there's a lot of stuff that i was just like wow this is this is really mind-blowing and the artwork is fantastic like i said and it's pretty like because it just came out this year i mean it's pretty up to date when it uh talks about, you know, sort of uh, women in wrestling and some of, but it goes through a lot of the more uh, diverse elements of wrestling and sort of what makes wrestling, why we love it. You know, what, you know, what, what it is about wrestling that, that is pretty cool. So um, I love this book. I think it was really well done. And like I said, it's one of the best I've, I've read now, Richard, I have to ask you
3: because, you know, you kind of
2: know you're wrestling. you
3: wrestling. Have You think, heard of this book? Uh, being a part of a wrestling podcast, I would have read this, but I, I have heard of it. Actually. I've seen the cover. It's a really eye-catching cover. So I've seen the cover and I've wanted to get it. And then I, I just forget about it. And, but it's something I really, really want to, um, really want to get because i love like the andre the giant story and the andy kaufman story yes uh, the andy kaufman one is amazing uh, by box brown but um yeah the these kind of new graphic novels like autobiographies are a new thing and wrestling has really um kind of grabbed a hold of it there's a ton of them so it's a great pick yeah, the uh, and that's the other thing, too. I didn't know what
2: this was going to be like because there are so many wrestling comic books out now, from Box Brown doing his thing to uh, actually Jim Cornell put out a comic yeah. uh, this year as well, uh, sort of detailing a lot of his stories behind the scene or behind the curtain. Uh, stories uh, from uh, from his experience and and uh, even the titan series uh, that uh, wwe does i think are pretty some pretty fun books as well but but this one blew me away because it just went through like like i said the the history of it how it developed and and what it is about it that really is is interesting as opposed to just being like a faux sport or just sports entertainment or whatever you want to call it like what is it about it that makes it engaging and, and on so many different kinds of levels whether it's the wwe whether it's lucha whether it's like you know uh japan japanese wrestling that kind of thing like everything it's covered in this book and you wouldn't think it was possible but yet yeah, here it is boom so so i recommend this one uh um and uh i yeah uh, even if you're if you're new to wrestling, I think it, it's a great book and a great introduction book. And if you're if you think you know everything about wrestling, you should read this book too because it'll probably <laughs> school you on a few
3: things. Oh, no, <laughs> I should buy it for just to just school him on things. There you go. There you go.
2: All right. So now we are at our third, and believe it or not, folks, I believe this is our final round. So this is for, like, all the presents, right? All the marbles. I'm not getting marbles. (laughs) Who gives marbles out? (laughs) I hope you guys have better items than marbles.
1: You never Uh, remember (laughs) grandmother. Did
2: you? Okay. Okay. Ashley, what you got for your final pick?
5: All right. So this is a gift that I would recommend for the movie lovers in your life. And this is a subscription to the AMC A-List program. I promise they did not pay me to endorse this. I give them plenty of my hard earned money every month. So (laughs) the (laughs) AMC A-List program is it allows you to see up to three movies, per week in the theater. Anytime you want any showing, um, it's, you don't have to pay any extra for IMAX. So I like to joke that I see pretty much every movie in IMAX now, but one of the things that I appreciated most about this is that having the subscription has motivated me to go see some movies that I might not otherwise see. I really love sci-fi and superhero movies as I'm sure we all do and they're great, but sometimes it's nice to, you know, explore other films as well. Some ones that I have seen recently are the Ford versus Ferrari movie, which was absolutely fantastic. I starred Christian Bale and Matt Damon. And I also, Just recently saw the Murder Mystery Knives Out, which was wonderful. And so having this program allows me to go explore some new movies. So I would highly encourage it. Going to the movies, it can be a pricey experience, but this um, program is about $20-ish a month. and would make a great gift for a movie lover and just a great way to go get out, support some smaller movies, and just kind of expand your... Uh, cinematic horizons and try some new things. So I have been a member since the summer and it would make a great gift for the people in your life who love movies.
2: Excellent. Yeah. I um <laughs> I was an unfortunate subscriber to what was that called? Movie card? Oh, like
5: oh. movie pass?
2: Movie pass. Yeah, I did movie pass. Which actually I think uh, because of movie pass i think that's why amc stepped up their rewards program and turned it into something like that because um they they were feeling some pressure to do yeah. that and then, then movie pass just i don't even know if it's still around because it just kind of fizzled uh it did not live up to the promise but i must admit a lot of the the i thought the same thing like oh i'm going to have to see more movies or i could see more movies now this is going to be awesome and i just didn't wasn't able to take advantage of it due to time you know but um, I do like the idea of it. I really love the idea of it. The fact that you just sort of had this pass, you know, it makes you feel like a, a VIP in a lot of ways. So it's well named. It is fun. So does anybody else have a, a pass, an AMC pass or anything like that?
1: No, but I might get it now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh... I know you were talking about it, Mike. You were talking about maybe getting passes for your, you and Judy.
1: Mm-hmm. We go see enough movies that, you know, it's almost worth it. So.
2: Right. Definitely curious about, because that's the other thing too. I mean, if it works out that you're seeing like three movies a month, then, I mean, I think if you look at the cost, then I think it, it makes sense to do that from a practical standpoint.
1: Oh, very much so. And I think, I think that's totally the way to go. Mm -hmm. So I think we're, you know, definitely going to look into it if it's not too
2: pricey. Ashley, is it is it one per person, or can you use the card to share? In, in a way?
5: so it's is one per person. So like I can't get other people in for free. But the nice thing is that I can buy tickets online through the app in it without um, getting like extra fees, like for purchasing online. So I can buy my ticket, which is free through the program, and get tickets for my friends. And just pay extra for them, but they won't be charged extra fees or anything like that. And and I also am part of their uh, membership program, so I get points, too, for spending money. So you can redeem that for, like, free concessions or whatever. So if you like to go to the movies, like, several times a month, I think it pays for itself.
2: Yeah, Did you use it to get your uh, Star Wars ticket?
5: I did indeed, so... (laughs)
2: <laughs> I figured you locked those down already. Yeah, bought
5: those like within the first minute they went on sale. So,
2: <laughs> of course, of course. So there's no blackout dates
1: then. So.
5: No, I that that is really nice. Like I was on the app and I was able to get um, tickets for the first IMAX screening, great seats. So they're very good about letting you kind of use it how you want to.
2: Yeah, and the other thing too is about um, now that most theaters are doing reserve seating. Something like that really does uh, is really good to have, because if you just show up at the theater just expecting to get like, you know, middle seats. Well, that might not happen because someone might three days ago might have got those. seats. Exactly.
5: That's nice. I'll make a reservation a couple days ahead of time. And then you can show up just a couple minutes before showtime, go right to your
4: seat and you're good to go. Wow,
2: that's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. That is good. That is good. Mary? All right.
4: Well, my my next one is Pure Nostalgia. I admit it. It is uh, Reliving My Childhood. And it is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The Complete Series on (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. And I like this uh, selection because it's the first series, the one I grew up on. It has the first two seasons and um, some, some of the later seasons but those first two are the ones I remember most the ones that began in 1969.
1: It's old man winters. Oh my God. <laughs>
4: Jinkies.
1: I didn't expect but, that. Oh my
4: God. It was, it, 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 it's such a staple of childhood. <laughs> you know, Scooby Jew, I just, I all, just was always around and, uh, and I will always argue that the first two series are the best ones. I agree. And it's...
2: Yeah, I mean it really set the tone. Uh, we just recently did a uh episode on the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo and so I went back and rewatched that very first episode, uh, the pilot episode, and all the ingredients were there. It was all right there. I mean, certainly as the series went on, more stuff was added and and changed and adapted, and it's still strong today. Uh I think the new the show that they're currently doing is pretty fun. But yeah, that, that first, and that first season still holds It does. Up. It, I
4: mean, amazingly, it does. And, uh, you know, and it, this is a very fun set. It's got, uh, it covers four seasons. It's There's 41 episodes and a, just a ton of bonus features. And uh, it comes in a really nice sort of mystery mansion-shaped box. Uh, and it's got a little encyclopedia of Scooby-Doo. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's a nice, I think a nice, nice gift set for anybody who loves Scooby.
2: Yeah. You can just pop it on and then put it in the background and, and just, uh, feel all, uh, it's almost like comfort. Exactly.
4: Food,
2: right? exactly. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it feels like a Scooby snack. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, very cool. Yeah, I knew that they were doing some stuff uh, for the 50th anniversary, but this set looks really nice. It really does. So, uh, I uh, yeah, that's really awesome. I would like to have that too. So, um, and yes, I mean it is really nice to uh, buying sets like this is cool because now everything is streaming. But so you need really a reason if you're going to get stuff. Like you know, in in a non-streaming format, and actually like buy something with you know to put in. So, I think this is this package, the way it's packaged and everything like that put together. I think that's that's a legit reason to actually go and get get this rather than
4: just. Yeah, I think you need to have a little extra added value these days in order in order to sell DVDs, and and I think they did a nice job.
2: Nice. Oh, very much so. Nice anniversary edition. Very cool.
3: Uh, Richard? So one of my favorite shows of this year, I don't know if anybody has watched it, but it's um, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. With uh, It's a Danny McBride vehicle, so Walter Goggins is in it, and um, John Goodman is in it. Um, so it, they're basically like this televangelist family, uh, and hilarity ensues. But um, the DVD's not out yet or anything, but I did find today on Waxwork Records, because I got a record player this year, and I've been buying as much as I can of just weird, weird stuff that they've been putting out, and um, in the show, um, Walter Goggins' character is the brother of um, Amy Lee, so it's Amy Lee and uh, Baby baby Billy, and uh, they... In the show they have a song from the sixties that they that they play in uh-huh. in the show. Well Waxwork Records has actually produced two versions of it on in a record hmm. form. And it's like it's less than two dollars. I mean you only get one song, but the just having it would be funny, um, because the uh, the nineteen sixties version is very nineteen sixties. The name of the song is called Misbehaven. And uh it's just uh it's just really quirky, and I recommend uh in general, Waxwork Records does a great job. I mean, I've gotten the House One and Two soundtrack. I've gotten the Firefly trilogy from Rob Zombie uh on record form, so it's just this crazy uh vinyl revolution, you know
1: hmm misbehaving is such a great song.
3: It's very catchy. I mean, it's an innocent song, too, I believe. I don't think there's anything crude about it. Because um, the idea is that they were kids when they sang the song, and they became um, huge stars from it. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: It was awesome.
2: Uh, anything that's got uh, Walton Goggins as part uh, of it is okay with
3: the no, no, That guy is he brilliant. He is... <laughs> Baby Billy is one of the best parts of the show and and he is cuz he plays like a I don't know like a 60-year-old guy like and he looks like I don't know he just looks like some of the uh, some of the TV preachers of, of old like he's all tan and white hair and it doesn't really look like him but um he he's great he's just so brilliant That's awesome that
2: is awesome and yes the uh man the vinyl explosion carries on it's crazy um, but yeah i uh uh all the special issues that are coming out uh especially the ones that like mondo oh, are yeah. doing i just uh yeah i look at it and i'm like yeah i'm glad i tapped out of that because oh. that's crazy it's the thing, collect the all thing
3: all it's kind of like the way the uh, thing like they only produce so many so once it's gone it's gone they never bring it back and there's a few that I've missed out on that I kicked myself. Um, but like the Devil's Rejects, I I got it. And uh, luckily, uh, but now it's sold out. So if you like this stuff, I mean, and people, you know, I mean, if you know somebody that's a Danny McBride fan or a uh, Righteous Gemstones fan, you can't really get anything of it. So this would be something really cool that I'm guessing they probably don't know exists because I didn't today. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and yeah that's another sort of like the scooby-doo thing that's i mean sure you can you can buy digital copies you can stream this stuff you could listen to it on spotify or whatever but when you when you like actually give something like that to someone and it's something tangible that they can you know present or have it's a, I i've think learned
3: it's the hard stuff. way from video games that just because you buy it digitally doesn't mean you own it and it can go away Bingo. in the <laughs>
1: Hey, where's that game I paid $29 for?
3: Yep. Yeah, I hooked up my Xbox 360, and most of that stuff is gone.
1: Yep. Wow.
3: Wow. All right. So non-digital media,
2: take that. Analog. Analog all the way, baby. Damn straight. All right, Mike. What you got?
1: Real easy for us. It's something we're all familiar here on the network with. What else would I want everyone to give for their holiday gifts? Why a subscription to the ESO Network Patreon? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Why not support your favorite podcast network while, you know, putting a smile on our faces and putting a smile on your face? So I just thought it would be a great gift to give. The ESO Network, especially with all the new stuff that's coming your way in 2020, there's all a brand new show possibly coming up just as exclusive for Patreon. And we have a lot of exclusives. We still have more Dragon Con stuff to put out there. So you guys are going to get a lot of stuff coming to you. And for as little as 25 cents a week, you could subscribe and help support the ESO Network.
2: Now, how does that work as far as you can as easily gift
1: it? Now? You could, uh, you know, buy it and then give the link, the sign-in link to your best friend. It's pretty darn easy.
2: So, yeah. so, so if you, but if you're a patron of other stuff, then that means they can of have access can. to all your other stuff. Like, how you can, can you can actually gift it. a member?
1: There's a way on Patreon, actually, in all true and seriousness, that you can gift, you know, you know, do a subscription in somebody's name and such. So it's pretty darn awesome.
2: Cool. Good. Glad, of course I did the research. I wouldn't have it. done this if I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. All right. Well, cool. Well, that's I don't know how I could top that. that Cuz that's everything. everything. You know, the ESO network. The ESO network is everything and all things. So, uh, but uh so I'm going to take it down Uh-oh. a little bit uh and uh this is uh an item that uh uh actually was probably one of my best purchases of the year so I think that uh folks should uh should be interested to see this it is a uh hex brand uh backpack now uh there's uh hex makes a lot of really amazing backpacks um and uh but jim lee uh, who is a, uh, wow, uh, Jim Lee is one of the, like, main men behind comics today. Uh, he, uh, he's he got some high-up title at DC Comics, and he has been an influencer for a long time of, of all uh, comics. And uh, he has designed a series of backpacks through Hex Company, one of which is for called the Artist Backpack uh, that you can carry your portfolio in and items and everything like that. And everything is thought out. Um, but he's also got a collector's backpack as well. And uh, these things, I, I got myself a collector's backpack and this thing is amazing. It is uh, comfortable. Um, the, the shape of it is a little bit unlike, a, like when I think of backpacks and the ones that I've had before, are kind of these like roundish things that poke out. So when you've got a stomach like mine, it like makes it my, my, my back look like as huge as my stomach in the front. So it makes me like round. Whereas this is kind of a nice uh, a flat surface that goes on my back. Um, there's tons of pockets for all sorts of things. Uh, everything is thought out where you can put your water, where you can put your uh, like poster tube, where you can put um, pens, your your phone your MARTA card, uh, transit card, that kind of thing. Uh, it's uh, water resistant. Um, there's a, a lock on the um, zipper so that people can't uh, access it that easily. Um, it's, and, and what I really love, I think the most important thing here that I like is that this, the, the design of it, uh, the shape of it and the design of it inside is such that you can put your, say your laptop in there, your MacBook in there, And then you can put your comics or other books in there, ones that you've had signed or signatures that you've gotten at conventions. You can put them in these little like padded pockets so they don't scrape on everything. They don't bend. They don't they just stay like uh, like preserved within their own little like comfortable pocket. It's really cool. Uh, There is a a limited edition one that has, of course, a Jim Lee drawing of, of Batman on it, which goes for a little bit more money. Uh, I just got the basic model and, uh, and look, I mean, it, it's, uh, I think, um, uh, you know, as far as colors and customization, it's, uh, it's pretty like the basic model is just this sort of like black, but you can do whatever you want with it. You can put whatever pins you want on there. You can paint on it. You can, I mean, it allows you to be as creative as you want to on the bag itself. I just think this is a, an amazing uh, bag and I use it, Uh, I found it very helpful, not only as a collector going to conventions, like going through Artist Alley and whatnot, because I used, I really knew that I needed something like this when I went to Heroes Con and in June. Uh, And then by the time uh, Dragon Con came out, this book, this, I already had my backpack um, because I signed up for the original Kickstarter and boy what a difference it made uh dragon con was so much easier to carry my stuff around with this thing so uh i definitely recommend people check it out and i can only imagine if you're an artist um and i don't know mary maybe you can speak to this if you're looking at it like it seems like uh the artist uh version of this is really thought out too so as far as uh pockets and being able to fit everything in there as well
4: yeah this this thing looks amazing (laughs) I mean I yeah, if you're an artist, especially if you're an artist who's working at a con, carrying all your stuff around, this this just looks you know like the perfect thing to have.
2: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's really incredible. And it's really, you know, as far as backpack goes, I think the the price is pretty reasonable. Um I don't know if the limited edition is still around. But I think the the um, the collector's backpack, the one that I got, I think is like around a hundred, hundred fifty, something like that. Yeah,
4: that's not bad so, at all for a really good backpack.
2: Right, for a really solid backpack. Um, so, uh, and I think it does fit uh, safely underneath a uh, you know an airplane seat if you're traveling that kind of thing. It's pretty portable. So, yeah, I uh, I recommend it. So, I'll put a link to that, of course, on there. Um, but. Uh, Hopefully, it can help folks out with their their back issues at conventions, <laughs> and uh, and 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 you know, just trying to keep everything straight. Um, I think uh, it does a, a it does a really great job of organizing stuff for people. If you're if you're an organization type guy, which most geeks are, I think. So uh, so that's my main pick. Um, I know that a lot of us uh, probably have some honorable mentions. Uh, Something that maybe we thought of or maybe just in general. Um, Ashley, do you have anything that you want to just sort of lay out there as far as uh, cool things that people should check
5: out? Yes, I do. I have a couple honorable mentions. My first one is the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge cookbook. So I know that many Star Wars fans are really excited about going to Galaxy's Edge. I don't know when I will be able to go, but they have put together this little cookbook with star Wars themed foods. And I wouldn't have necessarily been as excited about it, but um, I heard some of the hosts talking about it on a star Wars podcast that I listened to. And they said that there's actually some like real food items in here, like good type of recipes that you would want to serve to company just star wars themed so um if you take a look at it on amazon it's got some great photography looks really fun so if you can't make it to galaxy's edge in the next couple years this could be a slightly less expensive alternative
2: you can eat like you're there
5: that's right yes so in (laughs) in the comfort of your own home while watching star wars on disney plus i guess
2: right by the watch the mandalorian yes Eating some, uh, do they have the little, well, not spoilers, but the little like blue shrimpy things?
5: I have not looked for that. Maybe they'll have to come out with I know frog before. legs are really popular
1: <laughs> this year on <aren't> it.
5: Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: It, mm. Baby, oh. baby Yoda on Oh, no, no, no. Oh, too
0: Too hard, soon, too hard, too <laughs> soon. Too
4: soon.
2: <laughs> Um, I don't know when Galaxy's Edge first, at least I heard this, when Galaxy's Edge first opened, the restaurants there were all the menus, and I think you can still get them this way, where the menus were all pretty much like uh alien type foods in their description but then once uh a lot of people were complaining because they didn't had no idea what was really in them because you'd have to ask the server to explain it for you so they they made other menus that kind of uh were like had more descriptive in terms of what meat was actually in there and that kind of thing but i've heard you can get some really exotic type foods that actually taste really good in those, in those
5: Yes. So I think this cookbook would be a fun way if you like to cook. And if you're a geek, this could be a fun little thing to do for a dinner party.
2: Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Anything else?
5: Yes. And finally, um, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I found some specialty Game of Thrones wines. Whether you'd like to celebrate the ending of the series or whether you hated it and you want to drown your sorrows, there are some specialty Game of Thrones wine on wine.com. And there are actually several different geek-themed wines that I've heard of. I believe that there's been some Lord of the Rings-themed wines. Um, I had a friend who ordered some Star Trek-themed wines. So again, kind of a unique gift. It's something you can actually use. Of course, you can drink the wine, but it has a fun theme and cool bottles that you can display after you've had it. So this could be a good little hostess or host gift to take to a holiday party that you're going to at a fellow geek's house.
2: Yeah, wines. Are, custom wines are really the thing. I know that uh, Stephen Amell has actually got a lot of uh, uh, celebrity wines that he's producing. Yes, uh, including one recently. Richard, you know, right from uh, for Chris Jericho's a oh, little, little bit, bit of the bubbly. bubbly. I
3: forgot. So, I forgot they actually did do that. <laughs> yep,
2: <Yeah. laughs> I <laughs> ordered two <laughs> bottles myself. Uh, so that's how much of a Jericho-holic I am and an alcoholic too. So it, it mixes both of the holics right there. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, I was familiar with Game of Thrones whiskey because I knew that they had come out with some scotches, some scotch whiskey for single malt whiskeys for Game of Thrones related, but I didn't know they had wines, but that's really cool.
5: Yes. I'm a big wine person. So anytime you compare that with something geeky is a win for me.
2: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Anything else?
5: That is it.
2: Yeah, that's that's a lot. She's uh, so she's recommending getting loaded. That's Uh, right.
5: Make some food from your galaxy's edge. Cook cook a bottle of wine, and there's your evening. Makes those family
4: dinners so much better. Exactly. No
2: idea. (laughs) Exotic. (laughs) exotic <laughs> alien food and booze
4: Terry, uh, what more do you need
5: honestly <laughs> <having> holidays.
2: <laughs> play some cards yeah <laughs> all right that sounds like a good weekend to me um all right mary any honorable mentions for you
4: i do have some uh the first is is uh just a fun little thing very affordable only 15 bucks it is a solar photography oh. kit and uh it's just really fun to uh to play around with if you like making prints or you're just Oh you like to mess around. Uh and, and it's very easy to do. Uh and you're using the power of sunlight to produce uh prints of uh whatever you want, comic object common objects or uh it's fun to take something like lace and cut out shapes and that sort of thing. And you can get, there's a kit for paper and a kit for fabric. And the fabric one's really fun because you can sew them together and make stuff out of them. And uh, it's actually based on a process pioneered by Anna Atkins. who was the first female photographer in uh, 1842. And... um, you just you get really cool effects from it and it's it you know be a fun like stocking stuffer type of thing. Only fifteen dollars and I think a great gift for a child or anyone who's interested in a kind of a unique form of, of printmaking that creates some truly striking images. So yeah, have a little budding artist in your life. This is this is a good one.
2: Yeah, that is very cool. Way to be creative.
4: Yeah, and, and the next one is uh, the witch hat. Atelier, which is uh, it, it's a lovely illustrated story in the style of Studio Ghibli. If you like Studio Ghibli, you're going to love this. It's a graphic novel. There's a whole series of them. I think they're up to five now. And it, it's about a girl who longs for magic. And uh, it's just so it's just lush and gorgeously drawn fantasy world. Uh, a fantastic blend of art and storytelling and a great gift for people who who love beautifully drawn comics. I mean, if you like little Nemo or it looks
1: a lot like that, uh, very similar.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's just beautifully drawn. I just get caught up in the illustrations.
2: Yeah, it does look really gorgeous. The illustrations. Very cool. Very cool. Anything else?
4: Oh, Beth, that's it.
2: All right. That's all she wants. <laughs> that's
3: that's all that's on her list. Yep. Richard, what about you? Any uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I picked up this—I uh, think earlier this year, maybe later last year—but um, it's choose your own adventure. It's a game instead of the book. Uh, so the first one is called House of Danger, and it's kind of—I it, mean, it kind of reminds me of like sort of D and D, where because you have one person that's kind of reading the story to everybody and you can actually play this game by yourself too so you don't have to have friends friends i can
2: i I'm can relate i can may relate i may
3: not have played this game by myself <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> No, there's no reason. They would be uh, embarrassed about that. Um, I mean, it's kind of an all-ages thing. Um, It's really easy to play, and uh, it's just a lot of possibilities, just like the books. So I I recommend it. Um, And then, what kind of wrestling fan would I be if I didn't mention the Mayor Kane book? Uh, Glenn Jacobs is uh, the mayor of Knox County, which is about a half hour from where I live. And um, he wrote a book, and it just came out on November 26th. You can get it on Audible, where Glenn Jacobs, Kane himself, uh, narrates the book. So that that might be how I go. Um, I think I'd rather listen to Kane's uh, sultry pipes, tones, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But, uh, but if you're a wrestling fan, wrestling books, you know, uh, are, what? Are, are really good. Uh, wrestling books are really good um especially with kane who's been around forever and uh hopefully he'll tell a good isaac uh a good isaac yankum story (laughs) (laughs) yes uh as long as he does have a good uh (laughs) kitty vick story Uh, (laughs)
2: look look kane has been through i think bar any other superstar some of the worst storylines in wwe wwf and some of the best yeah some of the best but i mean man he's really like like, some of the ones like (laughs) yeah even worse is he a good guy or is he a bad guy oh my goodness Mm -hmm. uh yeah So I look, I uh, but yeah, I, I think it would be a really interesting to hear his story. Yeah, he about, was
3: in Knoxville so. on Saturday signing books for it, um, and I but and I was going to go until I found out to Todd McFarlane was about two and a half hours from here, so I drove to meet Todd McFarlane. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: good choice. Yeah, yeah can, I
3: can, can really meet him anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> And he's yeah, a great he guy. He's really playing. nice. Uh, he's really good for the community around
1: here. You just got to be careful which brother you start threatening. Yeah. That's all.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Get the other right? Dead. right.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Cause he's not retired. He'll take you out. Exactly. He'll choke slam you. Damn straight. All right, Mike, Mike, any more, uh, any honorable mentions from you? I got
1: two. I'm going to actually, the first one I'm going to talk about is, of course, real quickly, for the handyman in your life and God of Thunder, there is a Thor hammer tool set. That's right. <laughs> you just slam it down to the ground. It opens up. And yes, you can have all the tools to your heart's desire. It even has in it a ratchet set. It has screwdrivers. It has a a small hammer it's and he even has room for tape it's really awesome actually
5: (laughs) that is fantastic
1: you know it's just and it's just awesome it's 70 dollars for but you know you don't need to have a toolkit you could cosplay at the same time you know (laughs) and go honey i will fix that toilet for you as i go to
2: midgard (laughs) you know it's pretty awesome (laughs) <laughs> oh man, just show up at the construction site with this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this in your little Marvel lunchbox. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, you'll be real popular. You know. And actually the the last honorable mention was picked by my wife. Actually. It is a brain specimen coaster. It's each coaster is a slice of an a brain M R I. Oh it is pretty darn awesome oh. judy said in honor of her having her epileptic su- surgery this last year she thought what better holiday gift to have a picture <laughs> of her brain for everybody to prove that she has one so it's pretty darn awesome so you put it in-
2: uh, are they customizable you mean no you, no you they're not they're, they're
1: not customizable that would be I awesome like,
4: what? actually that's a great idea
2: <laughs> that is
1: pretty ah. darn have it, have it all customized but it's um each cup each coaster is a different slice of the brain from the MRI and you put it together and it's a full 3d model of, of a human brain.
4: Actually, that is really cool.
1: Yeah, it is pretty darn awesome. And there's 10 coasters. So you have 10 different, you know, pieces, you know, of it. And that's how they do it. They just slice it. You know, that's how they see like where people have tumors, people have different you know, issues with your brain. It's pretty darn cool.
2: Wow, that is unique that's the like, yeah those are some, that's some pretty cool stuff man so those are my i had no idea mentions. any of that existed um my uh i got uh, three real quick uh one is uh a book that just came out just released uh I don't have this book, so uh hint hint people can <laughs> uh, you know it's on my wish list uh but it is a um book called um uh The uh, Marvel's Spider-Man from Amazing to Spectacular a definitive uh comic art collection it is uh by Matt Singer it, uh, I listened to Matt uh, talk about this on a podcast interview and he's a big Spider-Man fan and he really put his heart into this book uh this covers Sp- Spider-Man anybody who's been following Spider-Man in the comics and this is focused on his his uh experiences in the comics so uh from the very uh first uh, issue of amazing fantasy in 1962 uh, actually amazing fantasy 15 uh the very first issue featuring spider-man uh from uh up till maybe this last year um spider-man's been involved in some crazy storylines stupidly crazy uh, but he's also had some really amazing stories too and and Matt kind of cuts through all that and 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 covers uh basically all you need to know and about not just about Peter Parker himself but about the spider verse and it's a coffee table edition so um look um we've seen we've all seen these coffee table edition art books, and some of them are just gorgeous to look at, but they don't really have a lot of substance to them. Uh, I like books that are you know, like really like the, the authors have passion about these projects and you learn a little something and they actually, um, do the, the topic, uh, justice, uh, because you could have a Spider-Man book that just looked pretty of all the images that have been in the comics, a cover art or whatever over the years. But this is actually a, a very, very good comprehensive history of the character, which, uh, sounds really cool to me. And, uh, So I I recommend that. Uh, I also recommend that, uh, and this I had a hard time. I'm just going to generally put this out there. Uh, It's not a specific book, but there's a company that I've become aware of this year called Attachian Publishers. I don't know if you guys are Mm, familiar with it. Maybe mm -hmm. I I was just late to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, These guys, uh, I think they're um, a European publisher, and they put out some amazing books. Uh, two books in particular that I have gotten to, a chance to read over the course of uh, the last uh, year have been a uh, Tiki Pop Art book, which is just phenomenal in its coverage and its imagery. And also a, um, a career like filmography guide to the films of Alfred Hitchcock. And it goes through every single one of his movies in such detail. Now, I've been following Alfred Hitchcock. I've been a fan of his since uh, I can remember. And I pick up every book that I can, uh, every resource that I can. But I'm telling you, this book itself had pictures and, Im- and, and, and stuff and information in there that I'd never seen before. So uh, talk about comprehensive. This is and, and just well done. I mean, they're just, it's very comprehensive. It, makes, it has made me want to go back. And and watch his entire filmography along with this book uh, just to just to do that, because I think it would be a great experience. Um, There's some beautiful art books with this. Heck, if you like kittens, there's a there's a cat's book that uh, a photographer of cats from 1942 to 1980 that I think just recently came out. These are gorgeous coffee table books uh gift kind of books that uh, you just have out there and uh, real conversation starters, but also uh the people who will write this much like the spider man book I talked about these people know their stuff and uh and uh they also i guess do those uh archive books um I don't know if you've uh, seen like the James Bond archives or the Stanley Kubrick Archives, where it's a book, but it's also got materials in there that kind of talk about, uh, that kind of represent the um, uh-huh. uh, some of the yep. uh, the subjects of these books. So, um, And, you know, for being uh, an overseas publisher, they're pretty available. They're pretty much available here in the States. I mean, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them at most places. Uh, and they're just a, a really great publisher that I just became, like I said, became aware of uh, this year. And last but certainly not least, because I think this is another one that I I sort of give a shout-out to every year, so I'll be quick about it. But uh, for, uh, of course, the new year, you need a calendar, and the people at Asgard Press make the best calendars, uh, especially if you're a DC fan. Uh, If you're a DC Comics fan, they do these vintage uh, DC Comics calendars, which uh, our good friend Bill Jourdain does some of the um, – uh, he does some of the uh, text on, and some of the the uh, actual <laughs> cover art comes from books in his collection. Uh, but I, they're really starting to expand out a little bit uh, this year um, because they are, in addition to just a vintage DC book uh, calendar, which they come out with every <laughs> year, they also come out with a uh, Superman one. Support- Walmart- and artists. a Batman one. <laughs> and last year, I think they for the first time they came out with one on one of them, which is gorgeous. Uh I had a copy of that. Uh but this year they're also, in addition to all of those, they're also printing a vintage supergirl calendar featuring the cover art from uh her various adventures uh, over <laughs> uh, over the years. And that one looks incredible. So uh girl power, right? I mean it looks like uh, these are selling just as well as uh, the others are. So, um, And there's great artwork. Uh, they look great on, on the wall. It's like you've got vintage art on the wall, as well as when the calendar when the calendar's done, when the year is done, you don't want to throw these away. Uh, each one of these is perforated, so if you want to frame it or put it up somewhere else, that kind of thing, without the calendar section, you can do that as well. They're just really well made. And, uh, I give Asgard Press a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, praise for that. Not only DC, unfortunately they don't do the Marvel books anymore. For some reason they lost that license. Maybe Disney is at fault. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, um, they, uh, if you're into sports teams, uh, college teams, football, et cetera, et cetera, they do a lot of football teams as well. So if you're into that, uh, check out Asgard Press, but yep. I had to give them a final shout out as well. So, Wow. That's a lot of stuff that we've gone over. Uh, any sort of last word on anything that we missed besides Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's good? I re- <laughs> Support, <laughs> Support artists. artists. Yes. yes, absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah, as I said at the top, um, there's plenty of artists out there that are doing customizable work that are amazing. Uh, They will do uh, like one of a kind pieces, uh, not just, uh, you know, your standard pinup artwork or whatever. Some of them will be quite creative, right, Mike and create, Oh, I don't know. uh, Customizable pop figures for you.
1: I have no idea Um, what you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Um, And uh, you know, there's a lot of, look, there's a lot of people trying to put stuff together on Kickstarter and and get their project made. And they could use that money during the holidays as well. So uh, I definitely strongly suggest that uh, you look that way as well uh, this holiday season. So as well as always. Um, but I think that's going to be about covering because you know, that's enough. I mean, if you've got enough money to pay for all this stuff, then we definitely want you part of our patron. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are. I can support the network. Oh, we, <laughs> so
1: even for 25 cents a week, you can do that.
2: <laughs> exactly so uh heck we'll have you here on the station
1: we will wait a minute yeah. okay
2: if you if you if you purchase all the things on all our list on all, our list yeah we'll we'll have you on the station
1: oh yeah oh
2: yeah <laughs> so, so it's like a, it's like a scavenger hunt right you just got to show us the receipts and boom you're on so
1: exactly see you know especially if you do at the 15 dollar level no just saying
2: Well, cool. Well, happy holidays, everyone. I hope that gives you guys a lot of ideas, and uh, we will be back to close the show. Oh, Spotty Bell,
3: Spotty Bell swinging through Midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Spotty Bell, Spotty Bell. Everyone
0: these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different.
1: So that's going to wrap up another episode of the earth station one podcast. Thank you folks at home for joining us for the first episode of season two of earth station one. We are real excited to be able to come to you for the next 500. As we like to say, it's going to be a lot of fun to join with Mr. Mike and of course our guests. Thank you guys so much, Richard. Thank you so, so much.
3: Thank you for having me on. Even though I left y'all.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Like I said, on your way out, drop your key and you know, fair enough. <laughs> you, you might get you might you might get your security deposit back. I've seen your section of this station, especially what don did to it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I tried to control them but you
1: know. I know. Anything you want to shout out about sir?
3: Uh just uh the Nerdy Laser podcast, the Assignment horror podcast and the PWR Spot Show, that's our wrestling show. You can find all those on on Apple Podcasts and uh, just look for Palaver Podcast. You get one feed in three shows. It's all confusing, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdy Laser and over on Facebook as well.
1: That is awesome, sir. You guys have still been doing a great job and liking the shows you guys have.
3: Thank you, Mike. And, I mean, we couldn't have done it without you guys, really. I mean, uh, you guys kind of got us together and uh, mentored us, and uh, we really appreciate everything you guys did for us.
1: Oh, dude, not a problem. And it was always a pleasure having you part of the family. And even though you're not part of the ESO network, you're still part of the family.
3: Well, thanks. Thanks.
1: But we'll have to wait on the security deposit, like I said.
3: Fair enough. <laughs> I get that and in Earth Station books, right? <laughs> of course. The
1: same stuff that you get back from the Geek Seat. It's hey, awesome.
2: look, I think we—I've heard we have to redo the carpet, so don't
3: don't <laughs> plan on getting any of that deposit money back.
1: Oh man, again. Oh, geez,
3: that, that was Jerry Chandler.
1: <laughs> color me not surprised at all and mary thank you as always it's nice having you on this t- side of the station
4: oh thank you so much this is always a really fun episode to do i really enjoyed it
1: anything you want to shout out about
4: I'm just you can find my artwork at com or on etsy at evision arts
1: excellent and ashley Aloha, aloha, aloha. Yes.
5: <laughs>
1: I should be playing Tiny be. Bubbles or something behind you here.
5: I know, I'm closing my eyes and dreaming of the beach. but
1: <laughs> You probably could still hear it in your ears.
5: Yes, yes I can. <laughs>
1: that is awesome. Anything you want to shout out about?
5: Yes, um, I have joined um, a podcast talking about the Mandalorian over on the Story Geeks Talk Disney Plus channel. So we uh, break down each episode as they air each week. And of course, I will always take an opportunity to uh, talk about Star Wars. So we've been having a good time and can't wait to see what is coming in the rest of the season.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, it's just gets better and better
2: it's really awesome
5: yes it does they have
1: and been of
2: course, they have been great to listen to and uh I guess are on the second episode second third
5: yes second yeah it was great to have you on so
2: that was a lot of fun thanks for that and uh yeah I, I've i been listening to you guys as well uh each time uh there's an episode I'm like oh I can't wait to hear what they think
1: that's pretty awesome pretty darn cool and she still has time to associate with us this is awesome oh <laughs>
5: I just have a podcast and blogging addiction. Like, I just can't stop now that I've started.
2: <laughs> Color see
1: me see
5: not another surprised. monster
2: we created, Mike. I know.
5: I know. Two, so- <laughs> actually,
1: all three of our guests this week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. God, we just create them and then they leave the, the nest and just go. Hey,
2: it's cool. <laughs> It's
1: okay, but it's yeah. good.
2: Yeah, Richard's like emailing <laughs> us. He's like, "Oh yeah, we could talk later. I'll, I'll, if, 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 if you if you want an exit strategy, just talk to me." <laughs> oh my god! Mm.
1: Oh, I can exit all of you just like that. That's the great thing. It's off the recording. Yeah. Oh, it's, right out the airlock. The airlock. I have the button right here. It's not a problem. Right there. And Mr. Mike, number 501, is in the can.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is, man. This is like, wow, this is weird. 501. Uh why didn't we have like anybody from like uh, actually you're not a member of the 501st, right?
5: Unfortunately, not Uh, yet. So
2: we don't have an official member of the 501st for our 501st episode.
1: This is when we should have had Alex on. Jesus.
5: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I
2: know, right? (laughs) Um well, one thing I want to give a shout out to is, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to mention this with all the, you know, stuff that we were doing for four ninety nine and, and 500 and all that sort of stuff. But in the last couple of weeks, uh, I got to see the premiere of a feature length film by uh, our good friends, Ryan Cadaver, Kevin Slayfield from the uh, Casket Creatures. They made an independent action uh, epic called Joe Stryker. Uh, it's now available on blu-ray i recommend you check it out if you like cheesy action movies from the late 80s 90s this is right up your alley it's amazing it's great it's funny it features uh among other cast members the award-winning writer bobby nash in a in a role uh, as well as many as some other familiar faces to people who have been uh here on the network on our show um but uh it's look i'm astounded that when Ryan says he's going to do something, he just goes out and does it. Um, and it's amazing the amount of energy and creative energy that this kid has. Um, and I can't, I'm just happy to support everything he does because everything he does just comes out amazing, way better than you think it should. Uh, and Joe Stryker is, uh, it was fun at the premiere that I saw a couple of weeks ago. I have the DVD, the blooper reel is amazing. And um, I just recommend it. Uh, people check it out. Um, and also, there's a, I guess there's going to be a sequel too. They've already greenlit a sequel for it. But.
3: Yeah, I've got the Blu ray. It's awesome. Like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> It is really fun.
1: That is awesome. Very fun. Uh, don't know if I've had a chance to do my shout out uh, about Kevin Smith. And. Basically, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back is now roaming the country. That's right, folks. Kevin is not releasing a wide release of the movie, but he's going town by town and doing showings of it and doing a Q&A after each one. Right now, he is in the U.K. talking about it during the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States. And then he's going to be back on the road, I think, in the next week or two in the united states and i know he's coming to all these different areas and he i think one of the stops he's going to be doing is making georgia so folks who are here and i know he's ending the tour in new orleans louisiana where they filmed most of the movie so it's pretty darn awesome And it's just a ton of fun. If you're have seen any Kevin Smith movies, this is, you know, a tour de force. It's an homage to almost every single one of his films cameos up the wazoo to say. And, you know, as we like to say, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. So it's perfect. Hmm. And so it's a lot of fun. Go see it. If you get the chance, uh, it'll be probably streaming or probably, you know, on Blu-ray or 4K probably by the spring. So definitely worth checking out. Speaking of worth checking out, please join us again next week. And until then, my name is Mike Faber and we will see you next time here on the Air Station One podcast. Peace. And we are done. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Our Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. You we a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One Podcast. Peace, and we're done.